0: Well, hello, everybody. Hello, friends. This is Ken Brady, director of Sunday School at Lifeway. And welcome to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This is our final, uh, final podcast in the winter sessions, our winter quarter. And it's uh, hard to believe this is number 13, our 13th week, 13th session to be together. And it's been my privilege to record these uh, podcasts for you this quarter. Uh, after, uh, after I'm done with this one, I am done. I'm going to be handing this work over to a, a new team member. I will be transitioning uh, to a different role here inside Lifeway, and I have thoroughly enjoyed my time as the manager of all of Lifeway's adult ongoing Bible studies like Explore the Bible, Bible Studies for Life, Masterwork, and of course, gospel project for adults we launched gospel project uh, under my watch uh, back in 2013 and uh, that was done with uh, bringing trevin wax on board a tremendous uh, man of god and so thankful for his work that uh, that created uh, the gospel project for adults that we are enjoying still here in 2022 and uh, and so i'm not going to waste any more time we're just going to jump right in Uh, to this very final session uh, in our our studies. This is for the uh, suggested use date of February the 27th. And this is session number four in unit number six. Unit number six takes place in the month of February 2022, four sessions. And this last one here in the month of February is titled A Holy People. And uh, this this lesson is divided into three sections, just like always. And the first part of your Bible study uh, is actually going to not be in uh, Numbers or in Exodus like we've been for the last uh, 13 weeks. These studies today are going to come from the New Testament book of 1 Peter. Now, you might be thinking, "Oh, well, wait a minute, Gospel Project does things in chronological order. Why in the world are we jumping from Exodus and Numbers all the way forward to 1 Peter? Well, what we like to do in these last... Uh, these last studies in these units is to do something that kind of connects and it shows the, the theme that runs throughout scripture. We see how something was mentioned or taught or explained in the Old Testament and how that carries forward into the New Testament. And so we've uh, tried to do that here in the book of First Peter. As we think about uh, this title of this session, uh, we're calling it A Holy People. This is what God was doing when he was bringing his people out of Egypt. He was uh, creating for himself this this people that would be his own, and he was uh, making them into this holy nation. And we uh, find very similar themes in First Peter. And so uh, the, we're going to do that uh, for this uh, particular session. We'll do that again next quarter. Uh, and we'll use that last session of the 13 studies to kind of do this wrap-up overview uh, for the unit. So I think that you pe- your people will love the, uh, the break uh, from the Old Testament where we've been and seeing how this connects into the New Testament. So here we go. The session outline looks like this. Uh, the first session is called God's people. I'm sorry. The first section of your lesson, God's people are to be holy, having been called by a pure God. That's First Peter one, verses thirteen through sixteen. Uh, the middle section, part two of your Bible study, is titled God's people are to live reverently, having been redeemed by a pure sacrifice. That's verses seventeen to twenty-one of First Peter. And then the third and final section of your Bible study is titled, God's people are to love sincerely, having been given a pure heart. 1 Peter 1, verses 22 through 25, and so a, a, an extremely reasonable number of verses, right, starting in 1 Peter 1 with verse 13 and ending in verse 25. So this will be very manageable. I expect that you will get through every one Of these verses in your study this week. Well, what can we expect our groups to learn from this lesson? Uh, As God is pure in all of his ways, he calls his people to live likewise in response to all that he has done for them in Christ. Now, how will our groups see Christ in this lesson? Well, because of sin, we are estranged from our holy God and unable to enjoy relationship with him Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice on our behalf so that he might cleanse us from our sin and present us to the Father, holy and blameless. And finally, how should our groups respond to this Bible study? Well, because we have been forgiven of our sin through Christ and credited with his perfect righteousness, we strive to live as a holy people before God and the watching world showing God's power and his work in our lives. Well, we'll just jump right in. Uh, this point number one, God's people are to be holy, having been called by a pure God. Again, 1 Peter 1:13 through 16. Here is what the scripture says. Verse 13, therefore, with your minds ready for action, Be sober-minded and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the desires of your former ignorance. But as the one who called you is holy, you are also to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Now, this makes for a tremendously uh, great tie right here to an essential doctrine, right? So we've got 99 essential doctrines that we cover in Gospel Project over the course of three years. This lends itself to introduce the essential doctrine number 12, God is holy. And there are some notes in your leader material that you're going to want to help your group members understand as they think about what does it mean for God to be called and described as a holy God. Well, you know, because Peter's audience uh, likely consisted of uh, mostly Gentile believers, uh, the connection uh, to the Old Testament serves as an important, serves an important purpose, right? And so this passage uh, serves, it's a link uh, between those who from ages of old have been known as God's people and those who more recently have been grafted into that family, now, the Gentile Christians, along with the Jewish Christians, are now being exhorted to be holy in light of the holiness of Israel's God, their God, who is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Now, we want to remember that 1 Peter, it was written by the apostle to address a collection of churches in Asia Minor who were facing the threat of hardship and persecution. Uh, He wanted to encourage the believers toward faithfulness, and he based his encouragement on their identity as children of a holy God and God's call on their lives to be holy. The ancient Israelites could have benefited from this letter as well, right? And though they had its message proclaimed to them throughout the Exodus and in the law anyway, Now, we have to remember that while grace is freely given and we are the recipients of it by faith in Christ, Peter was clear that believers are called to be active in their battle against sin. Obedience to God uh, is two-sided. It involves actively not doing and it involves actively doing. So, Peter acknowledged that sin still confronts the believer post-salvation And yet Christians can resist its temptation. So we must not be conformed, he said, to our past way of sinful thinking. But then the other side, you know, the doing side, we must remember that, you know, to be holy, uh, we need to be holy in our conduct. And Peter grounded this expectation upon believers' lives in their identity as people that are called. They're called by God, who is a holy God. Well, here in the second section of your lesson, uh, point number two, we've titled God's people are to live reverently, having been redeemed by a pure sacrifice. That's verses 17 to 21 of 1 Peter chapter 1. Here's what the Bible says. If you appeal to the father who judges impartially according to each one's work, you are to conduct yourselves in reverence during your time living as strangers. For you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb. Verse 20 says he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for you. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Here, you've got two excellent discussion questions uh, that we have given you in the leader material. Uh, The first one asks this question, how does a pursuit of holiness end up honoring God? And we've put a few uh, possible answers there in the uh, leader guide after that question, just to kind of get your brain uh, moving and thinking. But I think this would be a good question for your group to wrestle with. How does a pursuit of holiness, how does that honor God? And then the second question I really like because it ties back to the the 12 studies that have come and have led up to this 13th study that we're in right now. And that discussion question asks this, what has been your favorite foreshadowing of Christ in the Exodus narratives and why? Now be sensitive to people that are in your group maybe today for the very first time and they've not been there to uh, participate in these uh, 12 studies. This might be something you want to ask them to uh, chew on in a group of three or four, you know, one of those uh, buzz type groups, but uh, don't, uh, you know, don't, don't think that you might not have somebody there that's not been a part of your Bible study that will have a tough time, you know, answering this question. So just be uh, sensitive if you've got new folks for the first time uh, and don't put them in an awkward spot, right? Just let folks answer the question as, uh, as they feel prompted. What has been your favorite foreshadowing of Christ in uh, the Exodus narratives and why. As you work your way through this particular part of the Bible study, let's remember that uh, Peter reminded his audience of the importance of their conduct in light of their temporary status here on earth. You know, believers, he's described their strangers or their exiles uh, here on earth. You know, we are earthly sojourners uh, journeying steadily toward our heavenly home. And the temptation to bend toward the culture for acceptance or to escape from persecution is palpable, right? And yet the Christian life is, in most respects, antithetical to the ways of the world. Uh, One's good conduct and endeavors toward holy living speak volumes to a watching world uh, concerning the holiness of God. Uh, This is going to be a great section of scripture uh, for you to uh, dive into with your people and to talk about that. Uh, what motivates them? Uh, what are the benefits and the blessings of living for Christ, living that holy, blameless life in front of others so that they are attracted to God, so that they see his image bearers you know, living for him and living like him. In our third and final section here, that's going to wrap up this entire quarter studies, uh, we're going to find ourselves in First Peter 1, just, just a few verses, verses 22, 3, 4, and 5. And here's what it says in that part of 1 Peter. Uh, in verse 22, Peter writes, Since you have been purified yourselves by your obedience to the truth, so that you show sincere brotherly love for each other from a pure heart, love one another constantly, because you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass and all its glory like a flower of the grass. The grass withers and the flower flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this word is the gospel that was proclaimed to you. Another great discussion question here uh, that's going to come up, and it's in your leader material. Uh, it says this how should we, as people changed by the gospel, show love to others? And I think that's an important question for us to wrestle with. You know, we gather in groups, not just to study the Bible for the benefit that it brings to us, but we gather in groups so that we can preach the gospel to us, so that we can remain outwardly focused and on mission with God, because quite honestly, there are lost people everywhere. Uh, We do not have to cross an ocean, right? To be missionaries. Uh, There are people in our communities, maybe within just yards uh, or or maybe you know within just a few hundred feet of our churches uh, that are lost and bound for hell. And we as groups and as God's people uh, must show love to these people. What does that look like? Ask your group to wrestle with this. What does it look like for me to love somebody who is sometimes pretty unlovable, that may be a family member, it could be somebody that we work with, they're just obnoxious, you know, they're not saved, they act like lost people, and they're hard to love. What does it mean that we, God's people that have been changed by the gospel, must show love to others? So let them wrestle with that uh, before you move out of this particular part of your study. You know, here in verse 22, Peter wrote about believers having purified yourselves, that's what he says, And in this, he referred to the change of the believer's status different from their former pagan identities, as well as the change in the believers ongoing patterns of thought and behavior that is now characteristic of their new lives uh, through faith in Christ. Believers share a purity by virtue of their relationship with Jesus, but they also work in the power of the Holy Spirit to put off their sin so as to be pure. So uh, both faith in Jesus and faith-fueled effort to eliminate sin are in keeping with obedience to the truth. That's what Peter said. Well, Christians, you know, we are people who are marked by eternity in a fading world, and looking forward, we are. You know, we're looking forward to the return of Christ, having been saved by God's eternal plan that was given to us in His Word, namely the gospel. And therefore, our gospel communities, our churches, our groups should be marked by love for one another because of the infinite love given to us through Christ who was crucified and raised from the dead. Well, just like always, I'm going to remind you one more time to make sure that you uh, take a look at the My Response section in the leader material because we need to help our folks not just study the word, but to apply it. And we've given you three different uh, suggestions, three different questions that you can ask of your group, and I know that uh, you may want to ask all three, or maybe there's one that you really feel led by the Lord to, uh, to drive uh, into the hearts and minds of your group, and that'd be fine. You don't have to cover all three, but there might be one uh, that you feel is particularly of importance to your group since you know your group better than anyone, and again, don't forget to look in the extra section there at the uh, very end of this session. You'll find uh, extra commentary. You'll find illustrations, and some things that will really uh, add to the experience that your group will have with this final study here in this winter quarter. Thanks for being with me uh, for these 13 weeks, and I look forward to seeing and uh, hearing from you in the future. I know that uh, you're in Gospel Project for a reason. You love the way that it helps your people find Christ in every session and you're helping your people to understand the chronology of the Bible, this being our only chronological series that we have for ongoing groups. And so that makes this a very special study. So thank you for choosing this and using this in your Bible study group and maybe, you know, all throughout your church. Uh, We treasure the partnership that LifeWay has with you and your church and with your group. Again, I'm Ken Braddy, director of Sunday School. Look forward to serving you in the future in a new way as I take on some new responsibilities for training and encouraging group leaders and pastors uh, throughout the country. So God bless you and your groups. And I look forward to seeing you and having you back for the spring quarter on these podcasts as we continue to help uh, help you get prepared for your weekly lessons uh, and look forward to you meeting uh, our new team leader for the Gospel Project that will be responsible for carrying this important podcast forward. So God bless you, and may you have a great Bible study on February the 27th.